Välkommen till Eurovision Queens. Nu är det dags för ännu en Melodifestivalens special. Let Eurovision Queens begin! Welcome to Eurovision Queens, a podcast that explores and celebrates the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello, I'm Andy. And I'm Ryan. And we've got another Melody Festival in episode for you. We had Heat 3 on Saturday night, did we not? Heat 3 of 5. Heat 3 of 5. Have we heard the winner yet? The spoiler alert, I don't think we have. Really? <laughs> yep. Interesting. Well, I just saw a tweet go out on Twitter. Because that's where tweets go out, you know, um, saying that they don't think they've heard the winner of Eurovision yet. And I kind Ooh. of in a similar sort of feeling. That is a bold statement. But... It is. Yeah. Mm. Possibly. So before we get to Mellow and the six acts that we watched last night, we are also going to talk about the other national finals because it was a big old Saturday, wasn't it? It was. Even just trying to list them all now, <laughs> I've already lost track of how many there were. <laughs> well, let's talk about Estee Lyle, because we did have a special Estee Lyle episode yeah. a few weeks ago. So we had those three songs that got through into the Estonian Super 3 at the end. I think I don't know what they were calling it, something like that. But we had 10 songs that were reduced to three as the evening went on. Yeah, and they were not the three that we expected. Well, <laughs> we said all along that Ollie, my friend, would probably be up there, even though we didn't rate it. Yeah. Um, the one that really does surprise me is um, that, can't say, um, ah, that um, ballad. Generic ballad. Yes. Yeah. Which was wafty. And it was kind of dull and we never liked it, even though I quite like a ballad, you know, with a pretty woman belting it out. But honestly, it was just doing nothing for me. No. There was other songs. I mean, Annette Weikmar's Serotonin didn't sound as good live on the night, I have to say. Yeah. A few other songs that we thought could be up there. But in the end, it was between Ollie and Five Minust and Puloop. And with, watching it, yeah. it was obvious what was going to win, sort of, wasn't it? Well, from the audience of, reaction. From the audience yeah, reaction, who were just yeah. totally on it, yeah. So, um, yeah, this song with the impossible-to-learn title, <laughs> which I'm not even going to try and do, it's a song saying about how they're not on drugs, but they're kind of in a culture where drugs taking is normal, and it's it's kind of counterculture, but also... There's some people who've missed the point of it, and they were saying that, um, oh, but this will be disallowed by Eurovision because it's about drugs, and it's not. It's not. They're specifically saying they're not taking drugs, actually. What do you feel about the dad vibe of this song? I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it because it's got a weird sort of local feel to it. But I don't think Eurovision should just be for people that are turned out of factories made to sing. And they're having a lot of fun. There's that moment where they all do that arm movement to the side where I think that's going to get everyone really going for it. And especially because it is something that everyone can copy. Absolutely. It's accessible. Yeah. These are fun guys. And I think I can see this top 10 in the final. I really can. And when we had our SLL episode, we had them quite high up, didn't we? We had them about third or fourth or something like that. I think so. Yeah. My only slight concern for them is that because there's a group of six of them, it will make it harder for them to travel to do the um, shows. Yeah. Like the, the warm-up shows and things. Yeah. So yeah. they might not be doing all the yeah. parties so much. Yeah. And hopefully they'll drill it a bit. It's slightly messy, slightly chaotic, but you don't want it to be too drilled. Because mm. part of its charm is that it's a bit of a messy party song, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that they were singing it in the crowd, you know, yeah. like they were 
in the aisles sort of yeah. thing that really helped it as well yeah. yeah um distinct lack of music professors from american universities when the juries <laughs> it seemed completely different i think they went for english caretakers <laughs> was that what it was <laughs> It was bizarre, still bizarre, but a completely different range of people. Watching the scores come in, you've just got no idea how many are left or where they're coming from no, or it was very why. Confusing. And they don't give them in numerical order it's either. Very strange. They did everything but the 7 and the 12. It's odd. Yeah. I'm sure there's Eurovision fans out there who do get it. If so, well done. I mean, hats off to them for doing something different. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Now, so far this season, we've seen a lot of old Eurovision. I don't mean old, as in I just mean previous Eurovision entrants. Slade, not returning to the competition. But Moldova is the first time, I think, that we've got a returning artist. We have Natalia Babu, who last competed in 2007 with the song Fight. Now, I loved Fight. Very good, fun song. Mm. And it was 10th. Was it really? Yeah. What? Well, you just played it for me. I've never heard it before. Have you not? No. I think the the radio version is brilliant. Oh, okay. But I mean, you saw the you saw the live version. You went first. No. Wow. But she had a violin out. She has a violin out again. But this time she looks a bit like a Stepford wife. There's five of them playing violins, and they've all got blonde hair. What did you think of it? In the middle is the song. I thought the new one was better than the yeah. old one. Right. I like the staging. It was okay. weird mm-hmm. and different. I can't remember the song already. No. Too many songs are coming at me left, right and centre. The microphone stood out to you though, didn't they? Yeah. Because they have a secondary mic that they just turn to. Mm. It's very Daffy Frere. Yeah. And then they pick up their violins and do the stuff, which is good. Yeah. And there was clapping. I like the clapping. I like a good clap in a Eurovision song. <laughs> and it was a side clap. Yes. Which reminded me of um, that Finnish song that's escaped me just now. Anyway, it's not important. <laughs> okay. We also watched the very end of Melody Grand Prix Denmark. Although the stream cut out, didn't it? Just as they were going to announce who was, was, yeah. was going to win. So they lined them watching. up on stage. Yeah. Because we only saw it when they were like the yeah. top three. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think it just cut out. But the winner was Saba with mm. the song Sand. What do we think of this? I haven't listened to it properly enough. I think yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I think it will be one that will creep into a playlist of mine somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I liked our little Melody Festival in connection with it. And what was that? That one of the songwriters... Ah, Melanie Weber. Yes. Who did the song f- for the show last That's year. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I liked her. She's the former partner of Mariette who did One Day last year. Uh, yeah, so they were both in Melody together last year. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we also had the winner of the German national final. We have Isaac with Always on the Run. Now, we've just watched that. That's the first time we've watched it. Yeah. He's a good singer. Mm-hmm. I think the song is very basic and obvious, and it's just a bit... I know we'll listen to all the songs, we'll get into them, but on a first listen, it just seemed very Eurovision by numbers to me. I mean, it's better than Blood and Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they've done a slightly more sensible song this year, which maybe playing it safe is better than being crazy this year because everyone seems to be being a bit crazy. Yeah, but I can still see this being at the bottom of the table. But you, you're onto something. This year is about the crazy. Yeah. And it's like all the crazies getting through. Yeah. And it's like, do they cancel each other out? That's the big question. I think it does a bit. Yeah. yeah. The last one that we need to talk about that got through the Lithuanian national final and the winner beating the roop was Sylvester Belt with the song Luktelk. Are we going to play a bit of Luktelk in now? Yes, we are. <laughs> Sally 
The first openly bisexual entrant from Lithuania, which is it's progress in a sense from a like former Russian country. It's kind of good Eastern Europe, you know, getting behind the gays. But your your immediate response to that was queer baiting if he's bisexual. Um, yes. <laughs> so what did you think of Luke Talk? Oh, I feel like it had a bit of stage presence. It started off strong, but then it didn't really go anywhere. I strongly and heartily predict that you will love this song in a few months' time. You are just going to go mental for it. Do I you just, think? Yeah, I do. I do think you're going to really love it. I think it's a grower. It's not there yet for well, you. My problem is he doesn't do enough on the stage. Like, okay. he sings a bit. He's yeah. got backing dancers around him. He does a bit of wailing his arms when the lights flash. So there's like a, a mini dance break that doesn't really amount to much. And then he sings a bit more. Hmm. But there's no rise and fall or anything. I'm not taking on a journey. Are you not? No. No journey for you. Gosh. I was trying to find out what the song meant. And I think it's about having a good night. But or so good night or something like that. But he describes it as about being in a sort of matrix existence, which isn't real and living the same thing through and and being caught in a sort of paranoid, distorted world sort of thing. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I didn't get any of that. That feels like Lucas Black last year. That was that, wasn't it? Yeah. And that that story was on stage. It was told. Yeah. Yeah. This not. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So that's us mopping up on the national finals there. The stage is clear. We've mopped it all up. No crumbs left. (laughs) (laughs) We went into great detail about this song. We're really here today to talk about Melody Festival and Heat 3. Should we get into it? Let's do that. That's what we're here for. So in Melody Festival and Heat 3 took place, as we all know, on Saturday, 17th of February in the Vida Arena in Vecqua. Spelt V-A-X-J-O, but it's pronounced Vecqua. And I know because I've worked there. I've worked at Linnaeus University in Vecqua. Felt like a small one. Yes, definitely smaller than other arenas. Definitely smaller than Malmö, for instance. Mm. Definitely smaller than Gotebore. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I realised that I've been saying that wrong for all these years. When I thought I was saying Gothenburg correctly in Swedish, I was saying Gothenburg, but you don't say the Borg, it's Borg. Oh dear. I know. Anyway, we have six songs to get through. So we're going to start with Jacqueline, with, I have to say Jacqueline like that, do you know why? It's because of the feature film Death on the Nile and there's a character called Jacqueline de Belfort. So I always say Jacqueline, Jacqueline. But I'm even more encouraged to do it because there's no U-E in her name. It's just J-A-C-Q-Line, Jacqueline. So you're probably right. I don't know. Anyway, her song is Effortless. So that was Jacqueline with Effortless. What do you think? On the night, I was like, yeah, it's okay. I think it'll do okay. But I didn't see it as the winner, straight direct to the final. Mm. Especially for the writing team behind it. Yeah, so it's Thomas Gerson, it's Cassiopeia, other people who <laughs> who exist. Yep. 
It's a bit yeah. funky, but again, it's not got enough rise in it. I don't think her voice is strong enough. Okay. I think and it's she, she, got potential. She's definitely a pop star. She's a pop star. She yes. definitely looks and feels like a pop star. But I don't know. I kind of wanted more out of it. I think it's the the chorus being so effortless oh. repeated three times. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is really effortless, isn't it? Yeah. I thought you were saying it's effortless, like it's cool and easy in that. But it's like, no, I'm just yeah. di- dialing this one in. The thing I didn't like was the lyrics. Really? Yeah. When you consider Cassiopeia and Thomas Gearson. Cupid came around with the hottest news. He be shooting. Got me thinking he's lucky Luke. He's lucky Luke. <laughs> Love is just a game and it got no rules. Call the police because you just stole my heart. I'm just like, hey, just do it. Really? I don't know. I know who um, Cool Hand Luke is from the film, mm-hmm. but I don't know who Lucky Luke is. It's kind of like, is he someone? Not keen on the lyrics, but I have to say, we just heard it again now before we recorded, and I enjoyed it a lot more. I think it's funky. I think it's fun. On a second listen, I did enjoy it. I think when this is eventually released on Spotify, because obviously it went through, we will get into this. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it could even be top five in the end. Yes, sorry, I had to think about that. Top five of all of Eurovision or something? No, wait. (laughs) (laughs) No, just mellow. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move straight on to song number two. Clara Klingenstrom with Aldrich Mehr. So, Clara Klingenstrom with Aldri Mehr. Now, of course, we talked about Clara in our Melody Festival in the first episode, when we previewed some of the acts in the different heats. We talked about her because we had enjoyed the song Behöve in Today Dark, which she competed with in 2021, which was great fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what do you make of this song? I just wanted a little bit more from this. Okay. I just don't think it quite did it for me, but listening to it again, yeah. it feels so much stronger. Yeah. So I think it needs a few more listens. Yeah. And it would have been... It's a grower. It's a grower, not a shower. It's a real... Yeah. Yeah. But in this instance, you need to come out of the gate. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. It doesn't have... Didn't have enough of a hook on the first listen. Although when I first heard it, I thought, I do like this one. Yeah. And I know I'm going to really like it by the end of the season. It's got a very stadium vibe to it, hasn't it? Yeah. But it's more like an established artist who's a bit of an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. But the fans would love it like it feels like a second album yeah sort of track there's an obvious evolution in her style from last time yeah there's a lot more confidence on the stage exactly so much more confidence so that's three years ago i mean she's 28 now as opposed to 25 Mm -hmm. she wrote the song with bobby lundgren and david lindgren zacharias just as they were the same team on Behove Inter Dea Dark. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought the staging was a bit lackluster because you kind of had a sort of like four poster bed sort of feel at the top. Yeah. But then it was just kind of like... Car washy sort car-washy of... Car washy curtains. Yeah. 
and they could project different colours onto them. But when you compare it to Jacqueline's stage show, which we didn't talk about, with all the red... She comes down from a box suspended yes. from the ceiling. And then there's a kind of red runway that comes out. There's a, got to be a fascinating study on how much people are allowed to spend on their staging. Yeah. Or if it's equal or not, yeah. because something's going on there. Yeah. Some people get a lot invested in them and yeah. some people get jack shit. <laughs> they get small curtains. Well, but <laughs> but they had physical curtains that were hung from the ceiling. Yeah. You know, that she was given real estate in the ceiling. She was. It's no I don't know. giant LED floor and ceiling yeah. on a thing, but you know, it's more than an island of dried flowers which are coming up later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw on Twitter that someone said, Sveria, you don't deserve Clara Klingenstrom, and I kind of can get behind that. She's a powerhouse, I think she's a real talent, but it just didn't come through in the heat, even though she sang really well. Yeah. I think the song is, is definitely one you just need to sit with. Yeah, and because especially it just fell out of the second chance yeah. on the last round of points yeah. which was such a shame because she was she fourth and then suddenly she was out of it mm. yeah on the last set of points but they didn't make anything of that did they they didn't say anything about people going through to the second chance thing at all on the night no it's only because I saw that screenshot because I thought I just saw it happen yeah that, um, another song everything like shuffled yeah. around yeah they yeah. shuffled around in the very last moment but we'll talk about that later we shall <laughs> but now we're going to move on to song number three so next up we have Kim Cesarian with a song Take My Breath Away Kim Cesarian there would take my breath away. Full name, Kim Hugo Lionel Nico Cesarian. Swedish singer-songwriter of Guadeloupian and Greek origin. Now, he is well-known to people in Sweden because he charted with the song Undressed 10 years ago in 2013. What did we make of Kim's performance? I feel like this is what AI would come up with if you gave them Marcus and Martinez last year and said, now write a song for 2024. Okay, harsh but fair. It's just got that electronic effect on it. Uh-huh. And I know that that was nowhere, and this is Take My Breath Away. So it's sort of that uh-huh. school of thought. Yeah. But it feels so much like that. Yeah. And it just feels like it's got real potential. But yeah, it's just not doing anything. I think the problem is him. He looks way older than 33. <laughs> and he's got his sequin top on. Oh, it's a sequin. And his high waisted trousers. Yes. It's just, I don't know, it's like a nan top, isn't it? It's like when your nan goes out on the razzle and yeah. she's like, oh, I've got my sparkly top on for Christmas lunch. It's yeah. like that, isn't it? It yeah. just looks horrible. And his trousers Especially because it's got a round oh, neck on no, it. No, it's like, just all wrong. If it, had, if it was an open shirt or... I don't know who dressed him. If he dressed himself, come on, you need some help, Kim. <laughs> but I don't know. But we did say, like, if it was, like, a sexy guy performing this, it would have probably got through. Yeah. Marcus and Martinez would have got through with this. Well, they almost did last year with a song that was very similar to this. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's a shame. 
we've got to be honest about the fact that you do get support for songs for performers because of how they look and it's the way the world is and i'm afraid you know he doesn't look like a pop star just like isaac for germany doesn't look like a pop star and that will affect how many votes he gets i think yeah which is it's wrong, but it's reality of how people react to things, isn't it? It's like talking about racial bias. There's still a physical bias with things. Oh, and, totally. and you you have to be aware of it yeah. to be able to dismantle it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this there's just there's just a bit of a weird disconnect from the performer and the song. Yeah. He feels a little bit too I think maybe it's just he feels a little bit too old for the song. And it's a bit like watching your dad trying to dance to it, isn't it? Yeah. Not specifically your dad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the clothes were just so wrong, as much as anything. I mean, I think he's a talented singer, mm. but it's just... He's got a good voice. Yeah, it just didn't fit, sadly. Moving on to song number four. This was Cloudy with the song For They. <laughs> was cloudy with for day real name william schoenberg yeah so it took me a little time to find him online <laughs> what do we think of cloudy's song i think it's a nice song mm. i don't think he's got enough confidence well, he's singing to the ground a lot he is and he's 24 yeah he's young he's got time but it's a nice little song yeah it's got nice moments in it like you said the chorus is a bit too simple mm-hmm. like just with the what is it, ours? I don't know. There's no words in the chorus, really, is there? <laughs> there's a weird bit where he sings by your side in English, suddenly, as if there's yeah. not a Swedish equivalent, but that definitely is. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this other than they could sh- share islands with Goate. Mm, if, it gets, if it was to qualify. Yeah, you put those two songs together and they could just stand on the same island. He might be a bit confused when it starts to rotate. Oh, yeah, he might be. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I thought I would like it more the second time I heard it, but I still didn't recognise it. Yeah. So that suggests a song that's not that great. Um, it feels quite Ed Sheeran-esque. Yeah. This is the one I've got least to say about, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is the act that suddenly, at the last minute, ended up switching positions from fifth to third, I think. Mm. So, yeah, he will be getting votes later on, but I don't think he'll get many. I don't think so. I think it'll be forgotten. It's just not enough. I mean, if you compare this to Clara Klingenstrom, I'd want Clara Klingenstrom's song, Oddly Mare, every time. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Cloudy for Day. We're going to move on to song number five. This is Gunilla Persian with the song I Won't Shake, bracket, La La Gunilla.
that was Ganilla Persian with I Won't Shake. Brackets, la la, Ganilla. <laughs> Brackets, la la, Ganilla. That's what? an important part of the song. <laughs> I would like the Cowboys to go through. <laughs> well, I'm just impressed that Ganilla knew that Beyonce was going to announce a country album. I know. Did she get that She's... second though? Or was she ahead of her? Well, she will have had this locked in <laughs> yeah, for a while. For, from December onwards, wouldn't she? Yeah. And that's what the presenter said, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Karina Belly said, um, is this um, Ganilla or is it Beyonce? Yeah. Mm. Yes. I can't help but like it. I know. It's kind of one of those ones. It's like, it's kind of fun. You immediately get it. The hook, the songs, got enough melody. I mean, at the start, it looked like she'd been just dropped in there. It's like she didn't realise she was going to be on stage. Yes. <laughs> she was like, oh, oh, it's happening. And she looked so uncomfortable. Like there. they pulled someone out from the audience yes. and it was like, like, Ganilla's not turned off. You just <laughs> you have to it. go out and do Here's it. Here's the dress. Quick, just stand there and do it. <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the night, you really enjoyed the shady lyrics, didn't you? Oh, God. She's swearing like a trooper in this she song. Was. 65-year-old woman swearing on Talking stage. shit behind my back yes, and stuff. Exactly. It's like, ooh. Yes. But there's another thing about bullshit as well, I another think. Was. Yeah. It's like, you expect her to come on and just have a nice little song, and she's, no. She's <laughs> out for blood. She is. I mean, I think at one point I thought, this might be director final, you know. It's, <laughs> it's possible. And then at the same time, I was like, I wouldn't be mad about that. Yeah. I'm a bit worried for some of the other ones that are in The Second Chance. Yeah. I mean, she had a very interesting journey when it comes to the voting. We'll come to that shortly. A bit more on Gunilla Persian, though. Mm-hmm. Well known in Sweden as a former fashion model. She's in various reality series. Not really known as a singer. But I think the novelty of this will have appealed to the Swedish audience who did know her. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you, you can sort of pick up on something like that, can't you? Yes. You know I mean, there's think, a reason for more love to this than it just the song. I think and also the fact that she's got her own name in the title, it's quite self, you know. <laughs> but it comes across as charming. It doesn't yeah, come across as being a dickhead or anything. No, I know. So, exactly, yeah. Because you just connect to her straight away. Yeah, you do. But odd, but <laughs> strangely compelling. And this is why you watch The Heat's. For Melody Festival, so, so you can see these sorts yeah. of weird things play out live. Absolutely, yes. Okay, well, we're moving on to the final song of the night, and that is one of our favourite Swedish singers, Cassiopeia, with the song "Give My Heart a Break." The world has gone a little bit too cold. Don't know what's fake, don't know what's real. What is our destination? I need to feel like I'm alive tonight. Cassiopeia there with Give My Heart a Break. What do we think? Oh, it just slaps you in the face with fun, doesn't oh. it? <laughs> it's gorgeous. Love it. 
I actually think this is my favourite song of the season so far. Yeah, this is the first one that I am really desperate for to go onto Spotify that hasn't gone on Spotify yet. Yeah. So yeah, same. Ah, it's just so much joy and fun, but it's kind of got that sort of slightly, because she's punky, Mm. it's kind of got that slight sort of oddball nature to it as well. Exactly. She marches to the beat of her own drum, doesn't totally. she? Totally. She um, is herself and she doesn't care. It's like, I want to be a friend. I know. <laughs> I know. It's that vibe, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Great fun. Clearly, hugely talented singer, but also a talented songwriter. I mean, she had a good night in the end. Didn't she? <laughs> we'll yeah. come back to the voting shortly, but yes, um, she had a good night and what a really fun performance. I remember when I watched it, I was like, as soon as it came to the chorus, I was like, oh, God, this is good. This is really going to do well. But I do think that the dancers took away from it a bit when I first watched it. But now I actually enjoyed them. So I don't know. Was I being too grumpy last night? (laughs) The dances for I Can't Get Enough were weird as well. But they were a little bit dialed down. But they all had, like, different coloured gloves on. Oh, yeah. And they did that same sort of handography that they did with the eyes this time round. Yeah. So it feels like they kind of built on that and just made it weirder right from the get-go. I um, really did enjoy the performance. I particularly like the touching the screen moment when it's like, <laughs> is this reality sort of thing, which yeah. I really enjoyed. It's a very fun song, isn't oh, it? Oh, she's a lot of fun. I love this one. Mm. Yeah. Love it. It's one of those songs that it feels like you already know it as well. Yes, which is what you want from a Eurovision song. You need to have something that's instantly got yeah. that hook and takes you with it. And that you can sing along to. Yeah. You can sing it back almost straight away. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Casio was the last performer of the night. Then it was on to the voting. This was stressful. It was stressful, wasn't it? I just needed Cassiopeia to go through straight away, which is what I thought would happen, especially because it looked like the arena was behind her. Yeah. Maybe they were just warmed up by that point. Yeah, exactly. The last song. So last song of the night with a beat behind it, you know, they could clap and cheer and stuff. But it felt like that was the one that everybody liked (laughs) the most. But the winner was Jacqueline with Effortless. Straight through. Straight through. What we don't know is how many points ahead of Cassiopeia she was. And for a long time, it looked like, well, for the first two votes, that Gunilla Persian was going to run off with it. I know. It was very stressful. Yeah. The first two results that we heard were both for Gunilla. The first points we heard were from 10 to 15 and the 16 to 29 category. And they both gave... Ganilla, 12 points. And that's what made me nervous, because I thought the older age groups would, would almost definitely that. give yes. Ganilla the points. Yeah, exactly. The telephone vote, which we think is older, did give her 10. 75 plus gave her 8. But they were just messing with us. They were giving us the 12s for the song that wasn't going to do it first. Every other 12 was given to Cassiopeia. So she got all but two 12s. And for the ones that yeah. she didn't get, she got the 10s. Yeah. The maximum number of points you can get if you don't go straight through is 96. And she got 92 points. Wow. That's a very strong... Yes, very strong. It must have been so close for... I think it might have been, you know? Yeah. But that's a lot of points. Especially when you consider the nearest ones to her in the end was Cloudy with 59. But that was suddenly at the last moment. It was really weird. It was the last set of votes. And it was therefore quite confusing. So I always think it's weird in Mellow that you have a three to nine years group. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder how many people have those, there, there are voting. Probably a lot of kids having fun with it. But their votes just changed everything at the end. Because suddenly, I Won't Shake only had three points on that. And for they got eight points. And that suddenly switched everything up. 
Yeah. So that Cloudy suddenly was in second place and Ganilla Persian dropped to third. The sheer power that three to nine-year-olds have. That they wield in Smeria, <laughs> yes. And Clara from sadly, out. Ugh. With Aldrimere. Ugh, yes. But, but I was quite surprised to see the three to nine-year-olds giving ten points to take my breath away. That was mm. a surprise for me. And the older generation hated him, Kim Cesarian. 60 to 74, 75 plus and telephone votes, all giving them three. Regardless, it was a good night for Cassiopeia. <laughs> it really was. It really it's was. bonkers that both of her songs were in the same heat. Yes. So she co-wrote the Jacqueline song. Yeah. So in the end, her song got through and you saw her embrace Jacqueline when she got through mm. direct final. But then, of course, she was ridiculously happy when she got through as well with her own song. So, yes. And just to say, I was ecstatic last year seeing Cassiopeia sat with Loreen. Yeah, and the we fa- were really close. Yeah, I wanted to go over and say something to her or yeah. just yeah. just the fact that she was there was exciting. So yeah. the fact that she would be on stage yeah. this time. I know, we like actually get to see her perform. You do realise she'll probably have to open the show. Oh, do you think? Because it's, it's gonna, so It's going to be Kano all over again. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I want them to give Jacqueline opening the show. <laughs> I feel like um, Ganilla will be opening the show. It's possible. You never know. I mean, that's the next topic for discussion, isn't it? Is Cloudy and Ganilla join the others in that second chance runoff mm-hmm. vote on the night of the fifth heat? We still want Frock and Snooze to go through first, don't we? Yes. And interestingly, that is number five in the official Swedish charts. Yeah. So and that's good. It's high on Spotify but as well, isn't it? Ganilla is also getting a hell of a lot of views this week already on right. YouTube. Okay. So that would be interesting. Yeah. I feel like those could be the two that get through. Well, Ganilla as well as fucking Snoop. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Maybe. Possible, but we've got some big hitters coming up in the coming weeks, haven't we? We have particularly next week. So, the next heat, heat four, which is usually the last heat, but we've got five heats in Mellow this year. This is going to take place on the 24th of February at the Stiga Sports Arena in Eskilstuna. And we have, yeah, as you said, big hitters. We've got Dotter and Danny Sosiedo. So, Dotter's song, It's Not Easy to Write a Love Song, and Danny with Happy That You Found Me. We also have Albin Tingwall. Leah Larson, Scarlett, and Lasse Stefans. So all the money's on Dotter and Yeah, Danny. that feels like Dotter and Danny going straight through. It does, doesn't Without it? even hearing the songs. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it wasn't that. Time will tell. Indeed. And now it's time for our new regular slot. Where we talk about... Tweets that we think are a bit out there, a bit... Pie in the sky? A bit cuckoo. A bit cuckoo crazy? <laughs> yes. My first one is all in capital letters. <laughs> Strong start. <laughs> Denmark and Sweden, I will never forgive you for depriving my emo queen in favour of the most bland nothing burger available in Estonia. Please blacklist their sabotage. Happy butt from Este Laul and never, ever, 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 ever return. Hashtag Estee Lauer. <laughs> happy butt? I don't understand the happy butt bit. Sabotage happy butt. So the, the, Oh, the sabotage happy butts. Yes, those, <laughs> those bad ones. So this is about the juries for Denmark and Sweden not voting for who they wanted. But who's, who was the emo queen in Estee Lauer? I'm trying to work out who it was. It's not 
serotonin, was it? Maybe it was serotonin it's talking but about. But she wasn't really emo. No, I'm struggling to consider who was... And definitely not the queen of emo. No, I think it can only be Annette Feichmar because of who else performed. But, okay. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? I think Brother Apollo is more emo. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe Brother Apollo is the emo queen in that. No, that's <laughs> silly. So my one is also related to Estee Lau. Oh, is it? It goes a little something like this. Yeah. If I were Ollie, I wouldn't return next year. Hip hop now rules in Estonia, but almost no radios here play rock. He should instead go to UMK in Finland and make Estonia regret if he gets to represent Finland, not Estonia. Gosh. The bit I like there is the fact that hip-hop rules in Estonia. Famously. Famous for sending their hip-hop. Well, think of the last few years. So many hip-hop artists have gone. Alika with Bridges. Stefan. Stefan with Hope. It's just... That middle one with the song that didn't even qualify. What was that? I don't know, but it's hip-hop wall-to-wall. You can't move for the hip-hop in Estonia. The hip and or the hop. The hip, hop, and you don't (laughs) stop. (laughs) I have also an Estee Lau flavoured tweet. It's so funny because the fandom is so fickle. I thought people didn't want countries sending awful entries. It would ruin the contest. Question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Double standards as per usual. Hashtag Estee Lau. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want this person to sit down in a dark room and just have a little, not a cry, I don't want them to cry, but they just need to calm down a bit. I think this refers to the fact that this person is annoyed at reactions to Windows 95 Man, and therefore thinking that 5 Minutes and Pulup is very similar, and therefore why can people in the fandom support 5 Minutes and Pulup but not Windows 95 Man, it's double standards. I think that's what they're getting at, but honestly... It is an interesting one. I can see the root of it, but at the same time, I can't stand Windows 95, man. And we enjoy... And, yeah. Yeah, they're so different, I think. Yeah, I I think think... it's grounded in reality more than just doing something for the shock value, which is what Windows 95, man, feels like. And I think it is because it is a character, whereas this is not a character. Yeah, yeah. You feel like this is organically formed five minutes in Pulup. It's it's a real thing. Whereas I think Windows ninety five man is totally manufactured for this. Yeah, but it's kind of it's not got any artistic integrity to it. Mm. I don't think. But anyway, strong views indeed. Estee Lau really got some people's blood boiling, didn't did. it? Did absolutely did. Okay, we will be back next time for that big Heat 4 episode of Melody Festival and when we'll see whether Dotto and Danny Saucedo do as well as everyone thinks they're going to do. Yeah. And we've got our fingers crossed for Frock and Snoosk and possibly La 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 Gunilla. <laughs> Ultimately, we've got to wait to see what those three to nine-year-olds think. It's the three the to nine The world is in their hands. The Swedish three to nine-year-olds. We know a Swedish three to nine-year-old, you know. We do. Maybe we should get her on the pod. (laughs) We should get May on the pod. (laughs) Hi, Um, May. Yeah, we're going to meet her, aren't we, before the Melody Festival and final. Oh, because they're going to the... Oh, yes. Yes. We'll get her hot take. We'll get her hot take and that's that's what's going to (gasps) happen. We must get May on the final. We'll record a little thing. We'll have to record an episode with May. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Right. Enough. It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Eurovision Queens. If you enjoyed the episode, I know that Andy and Ryan would love to hear from you on email, Twitter or Instagram. 
Better still, why not leave them a review on Apple Podcasts so that other Eurovision fans can find them? 